Welcome and uh, good morning. Welcome to Over the Garden Fence, brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floor on Garden Center at the corner of Millam and 12th Street on this lovely Saturday. And uh, joining us, of course, in its 65th year. We made that clear last year, last week. We did? We, we, could, we could figure that out. Uh, a very, very big milestone. Here he is, the host, the one, the only, the inimitable, Andy Waddell. How you doing? Good morning, Jim. How are you? I'm upright and breathing. I'll take it. Well, <laughs> I we do. like you up right Well, there was a guy at a church that I used to work at, and Charlie used to crack me up because I'd say, how you doing? And he goes, and you can appreciate this. I'm oh, yeah. on the right side of the carrot patch. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'll buy you. I'll buy that. That's yeah. good. Jim at work always says, yep, upright and vertical. So There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Indeed. So how you doing? Well, I uh, I drove my snowmobile this morning. Did over you here. really? Okay. Well, there was enough on the ground. <laughs> or or I think. skied over here. <laughs> no, <laughs> something. You know, I, there have been people that have just freaking out because they look outside and there's just a little dusting out there. Yep. They're like, ah, no. Hmm. Look, how long have you lived in? Michigan? You got it. You got it. Let's and it's get all it, going away. Let's get it out of its way right now. Well, instead thank of you. you know, we could be third week in May worrying about this too. Yeah, you know? let's, so, yeah, we don't want to uh, talk about that. the famous snow of uh, I don't know whatever '67 when there was a huge snowstorm in May. Oh years, yeah, years and years ago. Happened a few times but, when I was growing up. Yeah. It's just it happened. Yeah. So so. All right. So thanks for having me. Yeah. And um, everybody, if you'd love to join in, we'd love to have you. And uh, please join us. Give us a call. If there's questions, comments, 382-4280 or to text. Uh, 80373. And if you want to call from outside the area, 877-382-4280. So there yeah. we go. Yeah. Thank you. So uh, you know what? Just when it seems winter will never end, boom, spring has suddenly arrived. Every gardener I know has adrenaline levels rising as fast as the outside temperatures is going to rise in the next couple of weeks. Yes, it's cold outside, but you know what? Crocus, snowdrop, Irish reticulata is all starting to come into bloom. Driving the other day, I could see the yellow hue of the willows starting to um, come on. The red of the scarlet maple starting to flower. Early tulips and daffodils just starting to pop out, showing their little green foliage coming out of the ground. And many perennial flower beds starting to show new green leaves. It's no wonder green thumbers are excited. And yes, today might be a little <clears throat> delay in the action, but there is lots to do. We have, um, we have garden projects that are numerous as the spring flowers. Hmm. So which way to turn first? How do I start? If you haven't already, maybe take a leisurely walk around the lawn and garden this week. No, that way you don't have to get down in the snow, but maybe you need to start your journal. What is a list of all the maintenance needs, such as tree leaf removal, pruning out the dead, cleaning up the broken branches, weeds that need to be cultivated out while it's early, I talked about, um, Jim, I have, <clears throat> it was here when I got to the house, Danielle and I have a big batch of poke weed mm -hmm. that I can't seem to get uh, rid of. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Laughs at Roundup. <laughs> yeah. I pour it on and the, the mother plant might um, go down, but then 80 babies come up on the side of it. So um, maybe the time is now to actually dig those roots out. Plants need to be uncovered a little bit, sure. You know, slow but sure. We didn't say to cover 
all the roses, uncovering them all the way. We talked last week about starting to move some of that um, mulch away. And Jim and I will be talking about this cold weather. I am actually happy that it's snowing rather than bitter, dry cold. Yes. Okay? That's when buds tend to not make it, like on peach, apricot, nectarine. We're really wanting the next couple weeks. Um, Maybe now is the time to uh, get that lawn bare spots that need to be reseeded, plants that need to be fertilized. That's just a few things. So maybe next, list all the plants that maybe now needs to be replaced. Is that overgrown, overgrown evergreen just too close to the house? Is it actually making a mess against the siding? Is the box elder tree that grew up in the fence line is now the time to remove it? Yeah, you probably got to take a chunk of fence down in order to get to the roots, but well, maybe now's the time. Remember to list out the perennial hollyhock, anemone, and minarda, just to name a few, that have, or hosta, just it's a common one, that have just become too large for their allotted space and need to be reduced in size. Now is the time to do that. Do perennial transplanting while they're dormant. They'll come out of the ground feeling like a million bucks if they get transplanted soon. Now maybe list out the dream projects that you've been considering previously. Hmm. A new garden seating area, the new shade tree, the new maybe complete entryway. Now is the time, Jim, maybe eh, the front looks old, degraded. Um, now is the time maybe to be upgraded. Maybe now's the time to upgrade your lawn. I'm uh, going to tell you guys I'm going to be working on the lawn portion this year, and I'll give you um, results as the season goes on, Jim. Yeah, we want the play-by-play here. <laughs> He's down to the 20. <laughs> First and 10. So how about that new water feature? Spot to get away by the seating area with a cup of coffee and a, and a, a newspaper or your phone <laughs> nowadays. How about a new patio? Hmm. How about a new vegetable garden? Raised beds, uh, fruit garden. The fun begins when we start to prioritize all these wonderful opportunities. The possibilities to improve outdoor surrounding, improve our health, create a better lifestyle, and as well as helping out with property values can actually be endless. Working at a job site this week, I know last year um, the area is... Um, have some beautiful oaks all through this property. But I know during the um, end of May, June, July season, gypsy moth was to a point, Jim, that um, there was carcasses by the thousands. And those that you know have gypsy moth problems, you know what I'm talking about. So I would suggest getting Tanglefoot. And yes, Uh, I will tell the story, Jim, in a second, but first you apply a band on the tree, like a Band-Aid, and we sell that, and that way you're not applying the sticky tar just to the tree. Now, when I was a kid, I don't think, Jim, they supplied that band, so my dad put that ring around the oak trees where we lived uh, in Portage, and um, to this day, I can still see that band (laughs) 
40 years later, 50 or whatever Makes years later. Makes mark, huh? Yep. But this way, you put the band on first. Yeah, you might have to tack it in just a little bit, but it'll hold in place. Then um, some gypsy moth travel the entire length of the tree. They will work up and down the tree trunk, and you will find that that tangle foot will do a great job. Our issue was at his job site is people thought that the Norway spruce and the Black Hill spruce were dying due to over or under watering. When we came to find out, it was literally thousands of gypsy moss just landing on the on from the oak trees, falling into the spruce trees, and therefore decimating a lot of that foliage. So take a quick look. It might have some issues um, closer. Uh, that's why it's nice we have a diagnostic team that can give you some remedies at the same time. Some attention to our lawns will reap great dividends with a thicker, greener turf this summer. First, do a thorough raking to remove any matted leaves. Then lower the lawnmower setting just above the scalping height to cut off the dead grass blades and tissue and vacuum up any remaining debris. Bare or thin spots should have a light coating of lawn soil uh, raked in with Scott Starter Fertilizer. Add grass seed, add your easy straw, and water in well. You can have all your seed up and germinated by the time you need crabgrass control. <clears throat> and Jim, we'll go to a break in a second, but I will say that I did see guys putting crabgrass control on this week. It is. Go ahead and buy it because by the time the season comes, you, you know, we might be out ourselves. But don't apply it right now. Let me tell you, crabgrass control has a 16-week residual. But let's put our fingers out right now. And let's say if we put it on the 1st of April, 1st of May, 1st of June, 1st of Oh, what? Well, August 1st, Jim, it's going to wither down. You'll have crabgrass by the 15th of August. So instead... Put it on May 1st, last of April. Then you'll have that control right through the September months. So there you go. a few ideas. And then uh, maybe we can come back. We can hit some highlights on some other things to plant in this uh, <clears throat> off weather. There you go. All right. Again, 382-4280 or 877-382-4280. Or you can text us. At 80373 with your question or comment. And we will be right back with Over the Garden Fence here on 590 106.9 FM WKZO. Waddell's Nursery, Florist, and Garden Center has been adding color to spring landscapes in the Kalamazoo area for 76 years. Celebrate the arrival of spring by planting pansies. Pansies have big, bright blooms and can be planted even in the cold early spring weather. You'll enjoy their purple, yellow, orange, raspberry, and other colored blooms up until the hottest part of the summer. Now is the time to plan gardens for growing your own healthy food this year. Growing your own food is easy and will provide you and your family with the healthiest food possible. Just ask any of Waddell's plant pros for help on growing fruits and veggies. This week, cool weather veggie plants just arrived. Get your cabbage, cauliflower, and broccoli plants now and enjoy an earlier harvest. Fresh strawberries are so delicious. There are six juicy varieties that can be planted now for years of healthy harvests. Start your healthy eating by getting herb plants. Grow them indoors for a few weeks before putting them outside for the season. Waddell's Nursery, Florist, and Garden Center, located on Texas Drive at the corner of Milliman 12th Streets. Shop anytime at Waddell's.com. WKZO News Time is 918 right on the nose, Andy. Man, couldn't hit it any better. Boing. Indeed. 32 right now at uh, WKZO as we return to Over the Garden Fence. And as soon as we said the, the magic number, 
boom, we get phone calls. <laughs> so uh, what do you say we go to the phones you here? You bet. No All problem. right, we're going to talk first to Carl this morning. Good morning, Carl. And Carl's not there. Oh, Carl, so, call back. We'll, well be happy we'll, to help. We'll be happy to, to, to assist you. And uh, right now, Jim's taking the other call. But, um, yeah, yeah I, this, uh, that was a good term for this weather. You know? mm-hmm. you well, know, It's unusual, but it, it's okay. It is. It is. And you know what? It's 32 degrees and rising. There you go. Okay, so there's a, there's a plus there. So indeed, there is uh, people that are anxious to get started, and um, you just tell me when we can take that call for sure. Well, we can take the call from Kathy now. Kathy on the line. Welcome to Over the Garden Fence, Kathy. Hey, Kathy, how are you? Well, I'm fine, thank you, Mr. Riddell. I have a couple questions. Please. Um, the first one is: Last year, I put mulch down pretty heavily throughout my hydrangeas and other bushes. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd like to fertilize them. Do I have to pull all of that mulch away, or can I just sprinkle um, granular fertilizer around them and hope that they it washes down? You know what? You can, but I will say probably some of that mulch might rob a little of the nutrients. Can you, around the plant, instead of throwing it all over the place, can you direct it around the base where the roots are to that hydrangea and to some of that other shrubs? And instead of pulling all the mulch away, just make a ring around the plant. Two minutes of pulling that mulch away, then it'll actually get into the soil. You can kind of rough it up. Water it in, Kathy, and then put the mulch right back. Oh, all right. Okay, but let's remember, it's a hair early. Take off a little of the mulch off your hydrangeas, but I would not completely um, uncover them quite all yet. Oh, all right. Well, when should I do this? So what I like to do with hydrangeas, uh, roses, I take a little off every week. Maybe take a couple, two or three inches off. A week or so, take a couple, two or three inches off again. Work your way down into the plant. We get a cold night, leave the mulch around the plant itself, and just just scattered. If we get um, 32 or 35, no problem. If we get 23 or 19, that's where I'd use that mulch and kind of cover it back up. Kathy, it kind of... you. Sometimes use the mulch two or three times a season. It's kind of nice for, and um, you know, the buds, if they're under the mulch, will turn white. And then they get um, counting on no sunlight, and that's how those buds are not hardy. Whereas if you get them uncovered, they'll start opening up and take that cold weather better. So question number two. The middle of May, I should be okay? Oh, yes, ma'am, for sure. Well, my second question is, I had a pink dogwood for years, and it's just died out. And I'd like to replace another one with a light pink. So I went online and just looked at different colors, but it doesn't seem like any of them are light pink anymore. Okay, because a lot of uh, varieties have gone to the more vibrant, which is Cherokee Chief. Okay, Um and think of the chief being the reddest and the the younger or the brave is the pink. So I have Cherokee um, brave and I actually have some pinks also, Kathy. They are somewhat hard to find because people are demanding a little more uh, vibrant color. But I will say the pinks are by far one of my favorites. They stand out. They're uh, kind of shell pink or coral pink is very pretty. Um I do have them, I think, in small, medium. I'd have to check with the nursery, but I think I have them in stock, Kathy. So which one is the lightest pink? Well, you would Cherokee Brave. Brave. 
brave. Okay. Think of chief being the older and that's the redder and the brave is the younger, but I do have Cornus, Florida. That's, that's dogwood. And that's the regular dogwood in Rubra, R-U-B-R-A. And I have straight pink dogwood also that'll be coming. So which one would you recommend out of those two? If I had my choice, I'd pick the Cherokee series because it has one step hardier, hardierness to our Michigan climates. And it has a little Cherokee series has a little disease resistance against anthracnose. So think of dogwood though, maybe why it's dying out. Dogwoods love cool roots, warm top. They love companion plants like ground cover or mulch around them. Um, tree wrap in Thanksgiving, tree wrap taking off on Mother's Day. Um, they like a little TLC. Think where a dogwood's doing best. It's always growing in a protected sun is where yeah, they like best. Over 50 years old. So oh. I, it's just old. Oh, Kathy, I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that is it beyond the point of, do you, do you want to talk about try to save it? We can help you at the store. Try to put a, a feeding program together if you want. I don't think. I think it's beyond. Oh, TV. I'm sorry. Right. Well, so I'm going to replace it, and hopefully I want to put it in the same place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it shouldn't be a problem. I mean, just if somebody's removing a big tree, just don't grind it out. You want to remove the roots and all to try to get the other tree in the same spot. Right. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You bet. Thanks, stop in. Yeah, stop in and, and see, you know, I'm, the dog I'm sure woods. the dogwoods, and, mm-hmm. and we can get something uh, taken care of. Have a good day, Kathy. Thank you. Well, we'll take a quick break. Uh, Carl tried like three times to get in, and I think his, he may be having problems with his phone. Houston. Yeah, we, Carl, we have a problem. <laughs> so keep trying, Carl, if you, if you want to. Or you can text us That's at 80373, and uh, we would uh, we'd, we'd get it that way. But we'll be back uh, after this break mm-hmm. here on WKZO with Over the Garden Fence. Weddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center is where Southwest Michigan begins to bloom. Landscape plants are starting to arrive from Weddell's Nursery Farm. Dozens of beauties that you can look forward to blooming in your landscape every spring. A bright blooming springtime favorite tree is the Redbud. There are several Weddell-grown varieties. Eastern Redbud trees come in two forms, including clump and single stalk varieties. An absolute showstopper that would be great for your landscape's focal point is the Lavender Twist Weeping Redbud Tree. Weddell's grown dogwood trees come in white, red, and pink. Weddell's Arborvita evergreens come in many sizes and shapes and are perfect for screening. Plant now to get a head start on enjoying beautiful landscape plants in your yard this season. Come visit one of Woodell's Michigan Certified Nursery Specialists to help you decide which plants would be right for your outdoor living area. Or if you prefer, call 345-1195 to place your order and take advantage of curbside pickup. Woodell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center, located on Texas Drive at the corner of Millman 12th Streets. Shop anytime at Woodell's.com. WKZO News Time 925, and we have another caller on the line. But first, you you have a uh, an additional dogwood uh, comment here. Yeah, I just want to tell everybody that um, I work pretty hard on um, getting the original varieties, the true white, the true pink. But a lot of dogwoods have been worked very hard on Mm -hmm. to get some of the hybridization that will then make our plants more resistant to the disease that's coming up from the south um, that dogwood harbor, and that is called anthracnose. So um, we have a series. Yes, it is in a white series. uh, It is not pink, but it's called the Appalachian series, Mm -hmm. and they found it. 
near Camp David. Oh, really? And wow. found it out in the woods where it was showing extreme resistance to a lot of, of the other plants that weren't. They hmm. took cuttings off that and that Appalachian series. Uh, friends of mine in Tennessee, Walker Nursery, where we do get a lot of our dogwoods every year, very good, consistent grower, good-sized root balls, has talked to me about this Appalachian series doing good for them in the extreme heat down there. So if it does good down there, it'll do good it'll here. It'll do in, fine, yeah. It'll do good here in Michigan. So we can just take that call. I just wanted to comment on oh, that yeah. dogwood. Very cool. All right, well, let's bring in Julie. I am wondering, when is the best time to trim my um, limelight hydrangeas? Okay, that is a great question because we really tell people not to trim hydrangeas unless you know which variety it is. But, uh, Julie, that is a paniculata or the original PG versions of, of hydrangeas that are the woody form. The harder the prune, the better the flower. So, really, you are coming up in the next two to three weeks on optimal time because it's going to start leafing out. And, Julie, we want all to li- we want it to leaf out on the portion that you've left. And they only flower on single-year growth. So, if you prune hard, it'll push out new growth, all kinds of flower this year. Okay? It's when the limelight gets older and sometimes that older wood gets on the understory and that's when it starts slowing down as far as flowers so a hard haircut will uh, limelight will love it in general woody forms vanilla and strawberries limelight little lime bobos those are all woody forms of hydrangeas that would love a hard prune coming up okay so coming up Yes. I, my reason is, let's say we get a couple more bitter nights. I might I might wait. Tonight, I think, Jim, it, getting down the 20s. So I just want to make sure that we kind of hold right. off a little bit. Limelight's a tough plant. So any anytime, 15th after next week. Okay. Excellent. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. Right. Thank Thanks, you, Julie. Julie. Good, good right. question. Yeah, there is a, a difference question. in hydrangeas. We'll go over that because... Uh, perennial form or like bloomstruck or mm-hmm. one of the uh, nico blues or endless summers we are suggesting people don't prune right now yeah mm-hmm. all right well we'll take another quick break and we'll be right back and talk about much more here on this edition of over the garden fence i got it right this time uh here at 590 106.9 fm wkzo Waddell's nursery florist and garden center has been adding color to spring landscapes in the kalamazoo area for 76 years celebrate the arrival of spring by planting pansies Pansies have big, bright blooms and can be planted even in the cold early spring weather. You'll enjoy their purple, yellow, orange, raspberry, and other colored blooms up until the hottest part of the summer. Now is the time to plan gardens for growing your own healthy food this year. Growing your own food is easy and will provide you and your family with the healthiest food possible. Just ask any of Waddell's plant pros for help on growing fruits and veggies. This week, cool weather veggie plants just arrived. Get your cabbage, cauliflower, and broccoli plants now and enjoy an earlier harvest. Fresh strawberries are so delicious. There are six juicy varieties that can be planted now for years of healthy harvests. Start your healthy eating by getting herb plants. Grow them indoors for a few weeks before putting them outside for the season. Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center, located on Texas Drive at the corner of Milliman 12th Streets. Shop anytime at Waddell's.com. It's going to be a cool start to our weekend with temperatures only around 40 degrees today. Those morning snow showers will wrap up, although the afternoon does still look mostly cloudy. Tonight will be in the upper 20s with decreasing cloud cover. We'll see a fair amount of sunshine for Sunday and temperatures will make it back into the upper 50s. 
Temperatures will climb into the 60s to start off the next work week, but that warm-up will be accompanied by chances for rain. Tracking Southwest Michigan's weather, I'm Storm Team 8 meteorologist Emily Skydema. Thanks, Emily. 32 right now at 590, 106.9 FM, WKZL. We're looking at the radar. Still some a flake or two. <laughs> you, would you call me? No. no. <laughs> what directed at you? Garden flake. Garden flake. Garden flake. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But it, it'll all pass out here in, in a little bit, so we're, we're good. Uh, back to Over the Garden Fence with uh, Andy Waddell. And uh, we're talking all sorts of fun stuff yeah, this morning. And, thank you, callers, for sure. Yeah, and again, you know, 382-4280 or 877-382-4280. Or you can always text us at uh, 80373. Mm-hmm. We get our raised beds this week. Oh, nice. To put them in. Mm-hmm. And I was... <laughs> We were trying to figure out how to place them or whatever, mm-hmm. and I don't know if anybody else wants to do this, but uh, but if they're raised, remember that you're going to have space between the two. Yes. So what you should do is take your lawnmower and put it in the middle of in between where you're going to put their beds, oh. and then maybe go a couple of inches either side. Smart that man. way. You know that you're going to have space for your lawnmower to go down there. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to weed whack all that grass out. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know. You could even put a little crushed stone so your um, your weeds don't need to be weed whipped and the clippings go into your grass, yeah, that's, into your raised that's, beds. I'm not so. sure I can get away with that. But, but really, Jim, your question, too, was on layering. Well, so can I, you have mentioned you before that? that when you put raised beds in, that it's a good idea to use, I believe, mulch. Mm-hmm. It is a good idea to use dairy dew, and it's a good idea to use good Soil, you know, if you're going to do a raised bed, this would be the time to splurge with potting soil or the darker, you know, good nutrient laden mm-hmm. soil. But the thing is, how do you layer it? Which goes in the bottom? Which goes in the middle? On you know the top? what? And that's a good question because uh, we get that question asked all the time. I can believe that when we're planting a tree. Well, where's the layers? Well, really, you want to take the whole plant to take advantage of what you're putting in. So I like to, <clears throat> yes, on a burger, I like my layers. Yes. But on soup, I mix it up. Okay. Okay. So the same thing will apply. I like the layering and everybody, Jim is right on the mulch, but let's start with that. I like cocoa mulch, mm-hmm. not wood mulch. Okay. Wood, wood mulch of any kind as it deteriorates will draw nutrient away from the plant. Cocoa mulch is a hull of a bean, which is a nitrogen source, which actually as that rots, that will actually add nutrient to the ground. Okay. So that's your good top base. Okay. Then I would say some of our garden compost or our topsoil mixed with straight Dairy dew, mm-hmm. dairy dew cannot straight dairy dew cannot be planted all by itself. You have to add the nutrients you have in to them. Mix it in. Yep. Okay. Yep. And then I even like to add in some sphagnum peat moss. Sphagnum okay. peat moss on raised beds. Everybody remember, it's a big pot, yeah. so it will dry out faster. What are you putting the raised bed on, Jim? Lawn. Lawn. Okay. Yeah, it's going to go on our lawn. Okay. So you think that lawn is just going to automatically die out? Oh, no. <laughs> so no. so no. either I'd put some a little soil separation fabric, I'd put something down so those weeds won't want to go, ah, I'm hidden, but not for long, and yeah. I come up through, and you'll have some, you'll have super weeds later this well, summer. Well, you were talking, too, about underneath each of the, of the 
the raised beds, possibly putting um, that 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 stuff down, mm-hmm. and then putting rock, crushed rock, or, or mulch on top yep. of it. Because then you can get a drainage. Because then you, yeah, you get mm-hmm. drainage. So that's okay. Compare that to just topsoil, which sometimes my friends do, and yes, it is cheaper, but black topsoil has no nutritional value. Yeah. So you're not getting any nutrient out of that. So as you're planting them, Jim, we can go through our um, George's recipe in a couple weeks when you're starting. Mm-hmm. But in the rows, that's where you'd want to put your espoma plant tone, some of your nutrients like the beneficial mites, and then uh, calcium if you're doing potato, uh, turnips, um, anything with a root crop whatsoever. Okay. Um, that would be a, a, pu- a plus of uh, adding right in the hole. Okay. Now I'm going to ask you part two of the question. Please. Part two of the question is, Are there if you're doing a – we're going to go vegetable here. Yep. If you're planting a raised vegetable garden, mm-hmm. okay, are there some vegetables that play better with others? In other words, do you – you know, instead of like just throwing them in and saying, well, mm-hmm. I want these here and I want these here. Do should you have some sort of a plan, Jim? You're because <laughs> that's called square foot gardening, Jim. Everybody he has been listening to over garden fence. Well, so. yeah, yep. But <laughs> Jim, I'll tell you, the first year we weren't thinking close enough, and we put corn in the wrong spot. Okay, and guess how big corn gets? Oh yes. So corn shaded everything that was on the wrong side. So tomatoes are also a very aggressive sized plant takes up a lot of moisture you can see this itty bitty little tomato that will turn into three feet wide by six feet tall by the end of the summer so give them space crowded tomatoes just get into black spot so sometimes give the plant room there is um formulas at Waddell's that you can say, hey, here's my right right spacing, and there are certain plants that maybe in those raised gardens, you don't do pumpkins, you don't do cucumbers. You know, the vine vines, maybe that's something that you put all individually and put in a, a little trellis in a, you know, in a 15-gallon pot or something like that if okay. you needed something like that. But um, also, though, Jim, what could you, so you're getting them in soon if we got this cold weather, uh, weather is a pretty plain factor. So I was saying uh, today, <clears throat> our seed department probably has never been more robust mm-hmm. from bot- botanical seed interest, um, seed savers, which is a vaulted uh, seed saving system that um, some of these are heirloom varieties that have been saved for many generations that have been brought back out. Burpee. Um, Renee's Gardens, those are all varieties. We've got it so it's very easily shoppable, and maybe today is the day that you pick them out. Now, what is a cool-season crop? Cool-season crops germinate in cold soil and mature with cool weather and short periods of daylight, meaning they are perfect for planting in the early, early spring. Believe it or not, pea, onion, lettuce seeds will germinate as low as 35-degree soil temperature meaning they can go into the ground as soon as the ground is unfrozen. Most cold-weather crops will germinate as uh, soil starts reaching up to 40 degrees. They may include root and green leaf vegetables, a lot of them, like beets, carrots, turnips, radishes, one of my favorite, um, cabbage, collards. Had collards lately? Yes, You have? Yes. Okay. 
Um, down south, they're a popular item. Oh, yes, they are. Yes. Kale. Uh, then, you know, Not real popular. Um, well, I, not, not with me, anyway. My know. nephew was carrying around a kale drink the other day. I, <sighs> I almost dared myself. Can I try it? But I didn't. Good move. So, yeah. Spinach. Love spinach. Mm-hmm. Swiss chard. Yeah. Broccoli. Arugula, which yeah. I have not had. I've had arugula in yep. a salad before. Yep. Um, would shallots fall under the uh, onion? Yes, it would. Yep. Yep. Okay. Cauliflower. Cauliflower. Kohlrabi. And potatoes. Those are all Love just Kohlrabi. early <gasps> spring planting, cold season crops. So all right. maybe it's time to get phase one underway mm-hmm. and then um, pick out the seeds for phase two. Because it's it's a waste of time to put beans in, for an example, right now. Beans would just sit there and rot. So you need to wait till the, you know, come talk to us about what not to put in. All right. Okay. Well, we'll take one more break and then we'll be back and we'll begin wrapping up our... Uh, visit with Andy Waddell here on this edition of Over the Garden Fence on 590-106.9 FM WKZO. Waddell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center is where Southwest Michigan begins to bloom. Landscape plants are starting to arrive from Waddell's Nursery Farm. Dozens of beauties that you can look forward to blooming in your landscape every spring. A bright blooming springtime favorite tree is the Redbud. There are several Waddell-grown varieties. Eastern Redbud trees come in two forms, including clump and single stalk varieties. An absolute showstopper that would be great for your landscape's focal point is the Lavender Twist Weeping Redbud Tree. Waddell's grown dogwood trees come in white, red, and pink. Waddell's Arborvita evergreens come in many sizes and shapes and are perfect for screening. Plant now to get a head start on enjoying beautiful landscape plants in your yard this season. Come visit one of Woodell's Michigan Certified Nursery Specialists to help you decide which plants would be right for your outdoor living area. Or if you prefer, call 345-1195 to place your order and take advantage of curbside pickup. Woodell's Nursery Florist and Garden Center, located on Texas Drive at the corner of Millman 12th Streets. Shop anytime at Woodell's.com. WKZO News Time 940 on this Saturday morning as we get ready to wrap up over the garden fence. We're discussing kohlrabi. Now, <laughs> see, our, when I was growing up, one of our neighbors uh, grew kohlrabi in his sure. garden. And um, he would share with us. But one of his favorite things to do was to slice. It's like a cabbage turnip. Yeah. That's, how, that's the best way I can explain it. Um, but he would slice it up and then he would just he would soak it in vinegar. Oh. And sort of kind of pickle it a little, mm-hmm. and it was amazing. Oh, nice! You know, it was amazing. So, so for those of you who do the cucumbers and onions and, oh, yeah. and vinegar, if you if you get some kohlrabi, and you can find it, you know, at the farmers market, obviously, mm-hmm. um, uh, you, you know, there's <coughs> there's some places in the area you can probably find it. Give that a shot. Hmm. It it is a it's it is like it's cabbage like yeah, but it's uh, I was I, I just. I haven't had it in a long time. Well, you said but he was German. He was he was a German immigrant. Yeah, my grandfather Christensen was Danish, and oh. I'll tell you, almost every dinner there was cabbage on the oh, table, yeah. and yeah. I love red they, cabbage. They know how to. It. Yeah, I know they know how they they just they know how to cook it so well. Yeah. and there are so many cool recipes out there. But red cabbage is really good. Yeah. So this summer, every <laughs> in spring, everybody, I'm going to be asking for your recipes. Oh, there we go. Okay, because. Uh, my mother used to make cucumbers that were in a, um, probably some vinegar, Mm -hmm. I think probably some mayonnaise and sugar, if I'm not mistaken, Jim. Mm -hmm. And us kids, uh, she probably knew how to have us eat vegetables. Yes, there you go. Because we would eat a whole bowl of cucumbers there at dinner time. There you go. um, I would burping an hour later. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know. (laughs) Well, come down and see us. Um, There is, you know, we talked about seeds. Yes. But, I mean... 
This week we've been working hard, regardless of the rain and snow. Uh, fruit trees are out. It's maybe now is the day to take a look at picking out your fruit trees and putting them on hold and getting them in the next week or so. Um, now's the time maybe to come visit our quarry. We just Ooh. got our um, a load one of the loads in from Pennsylvania and another load in from Missouri and South Dakota. And there's a stone called Blue Brown, Jim. Mm -hmm. It's where a vein of uh, a striation of blue is coming in with a brown, and there's veins of oh, both wow. of them in one stone. Very so cool. we got them in three-foot steps, four-foot steps. We have a snapped wall for gardening walls, and then we have that in flagstone, too. So okay. just maybe take a couple shots of your area. Maybe it is the raised bed today that you're working on. Maybe it is that patio to get the yeah. ball rolling. Um, so sometimes ideas are the are always free, and they get the ball rolling there for you. There you go. All right, so for next week, oh yeah, okay, we're going to ask the immortal question. If you want to put in a koi pond, when do you start? Oh, So tune okay. in next week. That'll give people something to... Yeah. And don't forget, you can text in at 80373 all week long. We will collect your, your comments, and we'll pass them along to Andy. So mm -hmm. want to do it again next week? I would love it. All right. Hey, thank you, fun. everybody, for listening in and uh, great calls today. Uh, yeah, we had some amazing calls. Uh, thanks again for joining us for Over the Garden Fence. Every Saturday after 9 a.m., Over the Garden Fence, brought to you by Waddell's Nursery Floor on Garden Center at the corner of Millam and 12th Street.